Welcome to the Crazy Chicken People podcast. If you're crazy about chickens, then you're in the right place. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for joining me again today on the Crazy Chicken People podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to give you my two cents on a matter that I've seen. And I would guess that if you spend any amount of time on social media in chicken groups, you've also seen as a rather hot topic lately, or in this specific case, a cold topic. Should you or do you need to heat your chicken coop in the wintertime? You know, The first thing that came to mind when I started putting this episode together was why would anyone listen to a guy from Northern California talk about what to do in harsh winter conditions? And that would be a fair question. We rarely see temps below freezing. Maybe a handful of nights it'll drop down into the 20s, while some of you have months of pretty extreme weather and freezing temperatures. So while I feel like I've got a pretty good understanding of what a chicken needs to survive, I don't have the real-world experience of dealing with these conditions myself. But that did not lead me to avoid the topic. Instead, I went to the people that I know deal with some of the most extreme cold temperatures in the U.S. and are right up there with some of the most extreme climates that people inhabit across the world. And those are the chicken keepers in Alaska. And not just any part of Alaska. There are some of the coastal areas that don't have to deal with the extremes as much as the interior does, but right there in the middle where winter temperatures of minus 40 degrees and sometimes even colder than that are the norm, known as the heart of Alaska, located just right of center of the state, is the town of Fairbanks. I've actually been up there several times. In fact, we try to get up there every couple years or so, but it's been a little while now. My wife was born and raised, as they like to say up there, and we've still got some family that calls Fairbanks home. Summertime there is amazing with the long days and the mild temperatures. There's so many cool things to do, but winter is a whole other animal. The average temperature of a December day in Fairbanks is negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit, and it actually continues to drop even lower as they get into January. So while I wasn't able to make a weekend trip up north to gather any information, though that would have been pretty awesome, I did manage to sneak my way into a few Fairbanks Chicken Keeper Facebook groups and ended up having some really good conversations with the people up there. I figured if anyone knows what it takes to keep chickens alive in the cold, especially in the extreme cold, it would be them. And while I was completely open to hearing about what they do to keep their flocks from turning into chicken-shaped popsicles, I was also keeping in mind a book that I've been reading about getting back to some of the more traditional ways that people have been keeping chickens successfully for hundreds or even thousands of years. And not surprisingly, a lot of the people up there that I spoke with use many of these techniques that you can read about being used throughout human history. And we'll get to those. But first thing we should ask is, just how warm do chickens need to be kept? Obviously, there's not a single answer that can apply to all breeds of chickens. Some breeds are definitely more cold-hardy than others, so we're going to speak kind of broadly on it. If you've got a breed that you know is not well-suited for these colder temperatures, then 
of course, you're going to have to deal with things a little bit differently. But for a typical full-size chicken, you can figure on them being just fine, living in temperatures that drop down to negative 10, 15, even 20 below. But that doesn't mean that you can just go put up a coop and run in the middle of the frozen tundra and expect that your flock will be okay. You do need to provide them a really well-insulated coop that stays dry, is well-ventilated, and has the right amount of space in it for your number of birds. Roosting bars that are wide enough for them to get their feet tucked underneath and stay warm under their feathers. A structure that's going to allow for ventilation, but not let those cold drafts sweep over your sleeping chickens. And bedding that will help to further insulate them and keep all that warmth inside are all very important. These things play a critical role in keeping their coop habitable during these cold winter months. Several people that I chatted with up in Fairbanks actually described coops that were set up very similar to those used in early colonial America. Well-insulated structures, which could be modeled after a more modern insulated building, or just something made out of logs with a thick insulated roof and a deep layer of litter on the ground that actually helps to produce some heat and keep the inside temperature warmer. Plenty of added bedding to help provide the chickens an opportunity to get themselves tucked in and use their own body heat, which is quite high with an average temperature around 106 degrees. A chicken run that sheds snow away from the living space and a wind block to help keep that wind chill factor to a minimum. You know, as a side note, uh, I actually learned it was pretty common in early America to bring chickens inside the house during the winter. Not everyone actually used a chicken coop. Oftentimes, chickens would just live up in the trees and run around the homestead during the day. So in the wintertime, a lot of people actually just brought their chickens inside, sometimes even sleeping in the same bed. But I wasn't going to suggest that one as an option. Although, I suspect some of you might already be doing that, which I think is cool. There was also some keepers I spoke to in Fairbanks that created living spaces inside of conditioned areas for their chickens, making sure that they had access to get outside as well, of course. And that makes sense if you don't want to build out a coop that's designed to hold up to sub-zero temps. But hearing that not everyone was doing that kind of confirmed my original feeling that supplemental heat probably isn't necessary under most conditions. I read a thread recently where somebody was making the argument that heating a coop was not only very necessary, but the only option for keeping your birds alive in the very, very cold climates that some of us live in. Sadly, this was being reinforced by the fact that she had recently lost her entire flock to the cold. And that sucks. That's just terrible to hear. And I definitely don't mean to push anyone into a situation where you're uncomfortable or don't feel like your chickens are safe, but you know, that you should follow this certain advice you were given. At the end of the day, I think it's up to all of us to do what makes the most sense for us and our flocks in our unique situations. But I do want to remind everyone that humans have been keeping chickens alive for thousands of years, most of those without electricity or any supplemental heat. So there is options for all of us to do that as well. But maybe some folks do want to take advantage of the modern conveniences available to us, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we do need to do it safely. The biggest argument against heating a coop is the fire risk. You know, especially because so many of us use heat lamps to raise baby chicks, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to adding supplemental heat to a coop, but those are going to be by far the most dangerous option for heating your coop short of, you know, having an actual fireplace inside there. 
there's definitely safer options. So I do want to talk about a couple of the electric products that are safe to use and one that I haven't actually heard it being used before for a chicken coop, but I got the idea from one of those Alaskan chicken keepers. They mentioned bringing their chickens into their shop during the winter to live, which used a in-slab radiant heating system. So if you're not familiar with that, oftentimes heated hot water will be ran through piping in a concrete slab. This warms up the concrete and eventually warms up the whole building. I wouldn't expect anyone to put in a whole new mechanical system for their chicken coop, but I thought with so many things being made more portable these days, isn't there a portable radiant floor heating system? And there is. There's actually quite a few of them. Some can get pretty expensive and probably well over what you'd want to spend on a chicken coop, but I saw some pretty reasonable options for just under a hundred up to a few hundred bucks. I mean, you're basically looking at a floor mat that just plugs in and gets warm. Most that I saw were put underneath a small rug, something that just covered them up. I would guess that they probably get a little bit warmer than you'd want to step on, but that seemed pretty easy. At that point, you could even just put your water dish on top of that to help keep the water from freezing. I don't know exactly how much heat they produce, and I would guess that there's different size and amperage options. But looking at some of the sizes, they range between 3 by 5 feet up to 6 by 10, some that were even larger. I think if that covers most of the floor space in your coop, it's going to put off a pretty good amount of warmth. Should be plenty to keep your coop conditioned and it looks pretty safe. Now, I wouldn't recommend covering it in combustibles like shavings or straw, and possibly hanging that thing on the wall is even another way to use it. I'm sure you'd have to look at exact product specs, but it occurred to me that that could be a really great option for a safe product to keep your chicken coop warm. There is a few others. If you've seen the oil-burning radiant-type heaters that plug in, I feel really safe about using those in my barn. I've put them in stalls with a mother that was expected to give birth to sheep the next day. I've had them plugged in in my shop just to keep that a little bit warmer. Overnight, no worries about that. It's a closed system, so there's really no chance outside of a total disaster that that thing gets knocked over and starts a fire. Another are the brooder plates that can be stood up vertical and used as heaters. And I love those in a brooder, but they don't seem like they put off a whole lot of heat. For a small coop that's appropriately sized for your flock, it might be just enough added to the body heat that all your chickens are producing just to take the edge off, but probably not doing a lot more than that. There's also some really good ceramic light bulbs that can be used for heating. You may use these in your brooders already, and they are a much safer option than the traditional red or white light heat lamps, but you've still got the concern that somehow that ceramic bulb gets knocked out of place and falls down into a pile of what is essentially kindling at that point, all these straw or shavings that you might have down. So I don't totally love that one, but with a very well-mounted light fixture, could be an option to consider. There is a hanging product that's similar to the radiant floor panel that I talked about. Almost the same thing, it just mounts like a hanging shop light and can put off a good amount of heat. But the fact that it is placed up high and heat rises means that the majority of that warmth is going to stay up high, which if that's where your chickens are at, that works out. But if they're roosting well below that, they're not going to get the full benefit of it. The last product I wanted to mention that looks pretty dang cool is a small electric doghouse heater. 
From what I can see, you just need to cut a hole in the side of your coop, or doghouse as it's meant to be. Make sure that things are ventilated correctly and that you've got electrical ran to this location safely. And pretty much just works like a regular heater. Seems to have a little thermostat. It's going to blow some air that should be plenty warm for your chickens. And I'm not seeing a lot of fire risk here. Just the way you would with any electrical device though, you want to make sure that the electrical supply ran to that is done properly so that you don't end up with electrical cords catching on fire, which could burn your coop down. And something that should be considered right along with keeping your chickens warm, be it through electrical means or other, is making sure that that water doesn't freeze. Like any animal, a chicken needs to stay hydrated for its body to run correctly. Sure, they're not drinking as much in the wintertime as they are in the summer, but still very important that they've got access to fresh water at all times. So if you're dealing with negative temperatures at night, you know that water is going to be frozen in the morning. You could go kind of old school, come on out, crack the ice off the top of that thing, or pour in some new water if that's what's needed and change that out every day. But there's some really good options for keeping that water just warm enough that it doesn't freeze. And I really like the ones that the water container you already have just sits right on top of. Again, like that floor panel I talked about, it's just a small pad, plugs in, you set your water on top of it, and it's going to keep it from dropping down below 32 degrees so that your chickens don't have to peck through ice. I'm not a huge fan of having the water or the feed inside the coop. Although for this type of device, it seems like that would be the best way to go. But I think if you can keep this out in the run, probably very close to the entrance to the coop, so they're not having to go too far for that water, and a place that it's kept pretty safe from the elements, this should be a pretty easy way to make sure that your chicken's water is not a brick of ice every morning. If you look over some of the options that we've talked about, I think you're going to be able to find something that is pretty reasonably easy to install not super expensive, and safe enough that you don't have to go to bed worrying that your coop might burn down that night. In addition to these warming measures, you definitely want to make sure that you're giving your chickens a slightly higher protein diet than usual and plenty of carbohydrates. While they may not be as active and burning as many calories that you can see, they still need to keep their metabolism going so that that internal body temperature does stay up Whereas if they're sitting on an empty stomach or some feed that's not taking a whole lot of energy for their bodies to burn, they're going to cool down a little bit, and we definitely don't want that this time of year. I covered some of those options in an earlier episode, but scratch grains, some corn, oatmeal, a lot of different beans, all these things are great for them this time of year. It keeps those little heart rates up so that they can continue to be the little mini furnaces that they are. So if you live in part of the country where you're not concerned about freezing temperatures and your flock getting way too cold, the next few months should be a little bit easier on you. But there is a lot of us, even in California, we do get some cold nights that we want to make sure our chickens are staying warm enough that their coop is well set up for the winter time. They're not going to be freezing those little butts off and that they're not going to have to peck away at a brick of ice for too long to get some fresh water. So whether you feel that your coop does need some added heat or maybe just a little extra attention to the insulation, let's just make sure that come spring, all of our chickens are still with us and we can start preparing for the hot summer months ahead. Hope you guys all have a great week. If you're enjoying the show and haven't subscribed yet, I would love it if you do. It really helps the show continue to get noticed and grow. Look forward to the next episode. Talk to you guys then.